Welcome to the Nurse Shark Academy Show, a Baxter Professional Services production. Welcome to the Nurse Shark Academy Show, where we're experts in nursing and experts in business. I'm Tina Baxter, your host. Our mission at the Nurse Shark Academy is, is to expand the consciousness of nurses as experts, to reflect their individual and collective power by promoting self-agency through inspiring nurses to dream big, reach far, and soar to new heights in business and the profession of nursing, thereby producing a healthier and richer society. The Nurse Shark Academy show highlights nurse business owners and others in the healthcare field who promote entrepreneurship. We interview nurse leaders and encourage them to tell their story. Today's guest is Christine Dorman, and our episode is How One Nurse with a Passion for Education Uses Her Skills as a Legal Nurse Consultant. Welcome to the show, Christine. Hello and welcome to the Nurse Shark Academy show. I'm Tina Baxter and I'm your host with the Nurse Shark Academy where we're experts in nursing and experts in business. Our mission at the Nurse Shark Academy is to expand the consciousness of nurses as experts to reflect their individual and collective power by promoting self-agency through inspiring nurses to dream big, reach far and soar to new heights in business and the profession of nursing, thereby producing a healthier and richer society. The Nurse Shark Academy show highlights nurse business owners and others in the healthcare field who promote entrepreneurship. We interview nurse leaders and encourage them to tell their story. Today's episode, we have Christine Dorman, who is joining us. She is the owner of Vantage Point Legal Nurse Consulting in Coral Springs, Florida. Welcome to the show, Christine. Thank you, Tina. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you. Now, uh, as I said, the first question I usually ask our guests is, what made you become a nurse? How did you get into nursing? Nursing, actually, that's that's a pretty good story. Nursing actually was not my first calling. I actually wanted to be a dancer. And um, when I went to uh, ballet school, as well as uh, jazz school, I had a dance instructor that told me that I would not uh, amount to, or I wouldn't make it on Broadway. Just let's just put it that way. So have, and this was in high school. So I needed to kind of reevaluate what I was going to do um, as far as making a career move. And in sitting down and speaking with my mother, uh, she actually, actually brought up the idea of nursing because she felt as though when members in the family and within our family members got sick, I kind of gravitated towards trying to help them uh, feel better. I would do little things such as, oh, do I need to get you some tea? I'll go and get your, you know, your Tylenol for you. I would go and try to do the little things that would try to get them over the hump and try to see if I could quote unquote nurse them uh, back to health. So she made me realize that that was a, a natural uh, calling for me. So that is what what led me to start to uh, consider um, nursing as a profession from, from that standpoint. Well, first of all, I'm going to say boo to that person in high school. Um, <laughs> and I'm a very good dancer, by the way. I want you to know that. I don't doubt it. And I just mm-hmm. think that sometimes people don't recognize what we have to offer. And my first thought was, mm-hmm. well, you've got your college career to go to study dancing. You you know, in my yes. mind, I'm thinking, why weren't you studying and going to Juilliard or someplace like that? For sure. Um, 
Yeah, I went, so maybe you won't dance on Broadway, but, you know, maybe you'll dance other places. You never know. Um, Yes, I dance in the comforts of my own home now in front of family and stuff, so. Well, you can have a second career or a third career now dancing on TikTok if you so choose. (laughs) No, that's not me. (laughs) (laughs) So, So when you started your nursing journey, where did you go to school? So I actually, I started out as an LPN, a licensed practical nurse, and studied for about a year there locally. And I had the privilege of um, meeting with the, uh, at the time it was the the community college uh, uh, nursing, dean of nursing at the time. She would make multiple visits to the vocational program where we were and encourage us not to stop there, that this was not the, uh, this was just the beginning of our nursing journey. So I took her up on that offer and transitioned and transferred over when I uh, completed my studies to the associates uh, program, associate of science nursing program here. And at the time it was uh, Broward College. I think it's Broward University now and completed my associate degree in nursing and earned that, my two-year degree. And from there, um, I went on to obtain my bachelor's of science degree in nursing uh, at Florida International University, completed that and decided I was going to continue. And during this time, I was still working as a nurse while I was going to school. So I would work in the evening shift, the three to 11 shift, they don't have that anymore. That was my jam, that shift. Mm-hmm. So I felt like, like yeah, I felt like I got a lot done. Like I was able to not only um, continue my studies, and uh, but I was able to see family, um, you know, have a little workout routine, study, meet up with friends, and still be able to um, work the three to 11 shift. And uh, it was a refreshing uh, time at that point. So went on, completed my bachelor's in the meantime, worked for a little bit as a uh, bachelor's nurse on med surge, uh, telemetry, and uh, oncology And uh, from that standpoint. And at that time, I decided I was dabbling with what the nurse practitioners were going to do, what they did and uh, was a little bit curious about how do you get into becoming a nurse practitioner. And without really kind of thinking about it, I just kind of went head first into it, not knowing where I would end up or if I wanted to, you know, work in an office setting or continue working, you know, in the hospital setting. So eventually I completed, I had transitioned to the intensive care unit at that time and continued to go on and, but just taking classes one day at a time and kind of one month at a time until I kind of tried to figure it out. But eventually uh, enrolled in a nurse practitioner program and um, I actually ended up in the first acute care nurse practitioner program that was started here uh, in Florida, down in uh, Miami Shores. So we were the first graduates in 2005, I believe, 2005, yes, and completed my uh, master's degree of science, master's in nursing there, and became an acute care nurse practitioner at that time. And so during that time, you also continued to work at the ICU. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. 
and decided, I said, oh, okay, ICU is a natural fit for me. I wonder, are there any nurse practitioners that work in the intensive care unit? And at the time for us in Florida, there were very little, there were, we didn't see a lot of the nurse practitioners in the um, inpatient setting. They were mainly kind of relegated to the primary care setting. And if they did come in the, you know, the way well, the healthcare was set up at that time is you kind of came in, you rounded, you went to the office, you pretty much um, took care of patients in the office. But there was no like definitive role where, you know, at the time where when I graduated uh, in my area for us to be hospital based. But that eventually changed because I was hired as one of the first uh, nurse practitioners for our pulmonary group and worked for them for about 12 years. And I was one of the first um, nurse practitioners in the hospital where I worked at the time and was hired by, you know, our private practice, our pulmonary um, physicians at that time. So I kind of um, felt like I was a trendsetter at that, you know, if you want to call it that, but definitely. Yeah. So yeah. So didn't realize what I was doing initially, but you know, looking back, you 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 take all of that, and you you, you kind of have to give your give myself a lot of um, credit for that, because they were the ones that took me under their wings. They taught me what to do uh, in the role as to how to become a provider, while I still had to try to stay within my scope and mm-hmm. try to learn, as well as you know, trying to make sure that I was also setting a good standard and a good um, pattern for those that were kind of coming behind me and working beside me. So that that in itself, it, it was a lot of, um, it taught me a lot about growing, not only in the profession as a nurse practitioner, but also leadership wise. I had to develop those skills, I would say pretty much uh, as on the job training. So and I, I was fortunate enough that I went to school with one of my other uh, co-workers, but we did not work in the same facility after we graduated, but we would bounce things off of each other after hours per se, um, and on the weekends to kind of um, figure out, hey, what was your um, day like today? What did you go through? Were there any challenges within this, you know, with your patients or with, um, you know, your peers or who you were working with. So we kept tabs on each other that way. And only to find that we had nurses that were working at the bedside that would come up to us and ask us, well, how do you, how do you go about doing that? How do you go about becoming a nurse practitioner? What should I do? You know, how, how do you, how do I get started? Where do you think that I will end up working? Um, We want to do what you do, but you had to kind of break it down and you know, kind of peel that layer of the onion, peel it one one layer at a time and let them know, hey, it's going to take some hard work, some dedication, your experience and your skill set would definitely carry you. But don't just kind of just look at me in passing and think that that's all that there is to it. There's a lot more to it than meets the eye. 
Definitely. There's a lot to unpack there. And one mm -hmm. of the things that you talked about was that need for community. Even after you graduated, it was great yes. that you had a colleague that you can call and ask questions mm -hmm. of and just share your frustrations about the day. I remember being a brand new NP mm -hmm. and uh, wanting to have that conversation with people. And it's kind of the same with being a brand new business owner. You yes. need that community around you. And that's mm -hmm. what we try to foster in the Nurse Shark Academy is that community so that you're in business, but not in business by yourself. You have people to bounce ideas off of and mm -hmm. to learn and grow with. Yes, exactly. And I, I definitely agree with that because having started my business and uh, it's been a little over a year now, it's, it's almost on the job training again, then again, reaching out to people who are experienced and those who are inexperienced or the novices per se starting with at the same time you did but you you just continue to ask questions and that is how we all grow and you the you know the light bulb comes on every once in a while and you're like oh my gosh this is what they were talking about but even the, the big thing that i learned in the beginning with starting the business was listening because I that was such a that's been such a benefit is to listen to figure out to hear what other people have heard their stories, and you find a lot of commonalities within their stories. You definitely do, and what I what I like is that idea of working to together, mm -hmm. and yes. you know. When you start a new endeavor, and I want our listeners to understand that if you're launching a business, you're starting a business, or going back to school to become a nurse practitioner, or anything that's new, you start at the bottom again. So you have all this experience, but you don't go all the way to the very bottom. You yes. build, and so, but you go back to that novice until you become that expert. And that's okay. That's part of the yes. process. I, so I want you to be able to cut yourself some slack um, yes. and not and not look at you and me and say, oh, I want to be just like that because you yeah. don't know what happened in the backstory to bring us to this point, which is why I like having these conversations is so they can understand how we got to where we are. And so they'll know that it's just taking one step at a time and keep going and keep going and keep going. Exactly. And how often, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not sure if you've ever asked yourself this question is with regards as it relates to nursing, you're just the learning the business side is completely different than when we were at the, the clinical side. And in school, I don't recall being taught that much having business courses. And I wish like more, you know, nurses as well as, uh, you know, any anyone that's within nursing is more exposed to the business aspect of things because I think that we are so vast with our skill set. There's so many of us that are so creative, more and and more so than others that maybe have not tapped into go out having a business course, but. I just feel like those are, are beneficial to just try to um, help us get a better foundation is to try to grow as a business owner. 
it's so important to have those foundational pieces in place when you're a business owner because i've seen the train wrecks where you started a business and then you found out that wasn't the way to go and now you have to tear it all apart again and try to build it back up and you're wasting time and you're frustrated and that happened with a a business that i was associated with they Mm -hmm. started a allergy testing business and i was the nurse practitioner for them and um they were in beta testing and I was part of all of that with them, but they had to stop because they had hit some regulatory hurdles and the uh, lawyer that they were working with, unfortunately didn't give them the correct advice because they didn't have a lawyer that was specifically in that area. And so this is a case where if you're, if anybody's listening and you're thinking you're needing an attorney, make sure you choose the right attorney. You wouldn't go to your um, endocrinologist, your diabetes doctor, and talk to your diabetes doctor about your cancer or ask them for your surgery. And so you wouldn't do that with an attorney either. So um, those are lessons learned and, and starting a business. So it's very important to have those foundational pieces so how did you transition then into starting your own business the business bug hit me when i decided to go back to um, seek my doctorate and and i think also too with uh everything that transpired within the pandemic it was like doing this for such a long time now i was like do i have more to give am i giving enough i feel like i can kind that my skill set is so sharp now that I feel like there's more for me to give back to. And it's the old cliche thing. You know, I like uh, legal stuff. I watch the law and order shows. I watch all of those shows. And I was like, hey, I could figure that out. You know, how do I dive, take a deeper, how do I blend both of the two? How can I bridge them? And, And being at the bedside, I always found that I tried to always find the pieces of the puzzle that would help me solidify how to that diagnosis of the patient or what transpired to lead me to that diagnosis, like what pieces were missing. So I felt that that was a natural calling to see how can I translate my not my skill set, my knowledge base, the quality improvement aspect as well from the clinical side and the patient safety side to see how I can, uh, you know, bring that into business. So I felt that it was important. It's like, okay, I like the law. I like medicine and nursing. I know more about medicine and nursing. I know very little about the law, but how can I blend the two? And naturally it was very scary trying to talk to attorneys the first time, but once they realized like what we bring to the table and what we offer and how much we can help them and help the clients that they have that are looking to see, hey, this happened to me in the hospital. Do you think that, what do you think about that? So you try to help them understand or educate them rather on the medical and the the, the nursing aspect of things. So I educate from not just the clinical side from the nurse practitioner standpoint, but also like from the registered nurses side. So, and and you, you're still a practicing clinician like I am as well. So you're still seeing patients. And so have you worked um, as an expert? 
Actually, I just started uh, working as an expert and I actually stepped away from the bedside just temporarily. So I'm actually more on the academic side now. You know, I'm actually uh, teaching the acute care nurse practitioner students. So staying current with that, um, with guidelines, uh, keeping up with guidelines and, you know, reading through things that I hadn't read over in a long time and tying it back to my work experience, my clinical uh, work experience. All of that I feel is complementary to helping me be a better, you know, provide um, academic from an academic standpoint, from a nurse practitioner standpoint, and also an expert standpoint. So I was recently asked to take on some expert cases, and I'm looking forward to seeing how I can help out with that. That's great. So you're so you're now in academia. Yes. Teach, yeah, started teaching, I think, back in November of 2022. Okay. Well, congratulations. Yeah. And so Thank are you. you still pursuing your doctorate during this time, or...? The actually my doctorate, I completed that. I graduated in 2021 from the University of Pittsburgh. I completed their online doctorate program uh, in health executive uh, systems leadership, which uh, was a rigorous program. We did a lot of patient safety um, uh, things with systems involved and how we can improve as nurse leaders. And that program actually gave me the inspiration as far as being innovative. And that is when I started thinking about being becoming a nurse business owner as uh, what can I do? What, you know, what, what exactly can I bring to the table as far as, um, you know, being a little bit more um, autonomous or independent with my thinking and, and offering uh, assistance that way. And so are you engaging in any research projects currently, you know, as part of your academic work? Not currently, but I've been asked to be. So um, what I'm looking at now is like trying to figure out with uh, what's happening with uh, artificial intelligence. That's the big buzz kind of right now with uh, our students and not just so much with the students, but then in retrospect, we look at how a lot of the tools that we use at bedside from the past, we've we we look at trends in um, nursing and in medicine. So we've kind of been using some semblance of artificial intelligence from that standpoint to kind of help with um, how we collect that data on patients. But now I we just want to make sure that we're doing it um, in an ethical and uh, compassionate and uh, standard. So we're talk and having integrity as well with it. So we've been kind of talking about that amongst ourselves as um, faculty members, but even as as legal nurse consultants, we are also discussing that as well. And from to how do you make sure that you're going to still be relevant when you have artificial intelligence that's kind of come into play now? So, well, you know, the thing about artificial intelligence, at, at least so far right now, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's not as sophisticated enough to see the nuances. For sure. Um, having participated in some um, AI generated articles, mm-hmm. uh, I noticed that uh, sometimes they don't 
the, the specifics, the flavor, the, the cadence, it's a bit stilted still. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's very generic. And so that human element is always going to be important. Um, even Absolutely. if we get to the Star Trek days and we have tricorders and transporters and, you know, Chief mm-hmm. O'Brien still had to push the button, right? That's right. <laughs> yeah. You still have to input the data to generate feedback, exactly. right? Exactly. Exactly. Yes. yes. Okay. And so um, you said you've been in business for about a year. Yes. So what's been some of the biggest challenges for you as a new business owner? The biggest challenge, it's like I've started as from an independent side. So I know that there are some consultants that I've run into that work in-house and they have a little, they feel like they have a little bit more stability from that standpoint uh, with being able to go to someone if they have a question that can be answered right away. Uh, The challenge is trying to navigate or going to a space that kind of um, is foreign to me as the, 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 the new legal nurse consultant and knowing who to, where to go to, um, to get, um, to build a community. So that was where I started first was to, who do I reach out to? Um, Finding a business coach finding another legal nurse consultant that may be close by that that is not uh, I don't have another legal nurse consultant that's close by so you I found by joining um, organizations uh, such as the AALNC and I've I've met you through other business coaching endeavors I'm not sure am I allowed to say sure okay Um, shout out to Lori Brown um, okay shout out to her and uh you know, um, her um, empowerment with for nurses that she's a big advocate for that and signed up with her program, learned a lot there and just continuing to grow with Pat Iyer and meeting yes. like great people who are who've been walking and living and breathing this and just learning from their you know, learning from their um, their wisdom and their experience as well. And then also being encouraged by the community that you've come into because it's such a small community and everyone is very, what I've encountered is that they're very protective of the space that we're in. So, and encouraging us to continue to join other organizations such as the AALNC and attending uh, conferences and getting into workshops and uh, being encouraged to kind of get out of your own way per se, because sometimes we can be our own worst enemy because we've not been taught as nurses to be, to be able to get that elevator speech. How do you get it ready? You know, this is where I found that, you know, tapping into the networks and to, um, other um, like-minded individuals has helped me to kind of feel a little bit more comfortable to go out and be able to um, to put myself out there, not just as uh, the nurse, but as the business owner itself. And then gaining the confidence to kind of untie the rope from the ship to leave and go into uncharted waters and learning from that aspect. So 
going to um, conferences, kind of settling into where the uh, the attorneys are that you want to um, help us assist with their clients. They'd, going to their conferences, uh, joining LinkedIn and tapping in and just, you know, listening to other nurses as well as engaging with people in my local community. I joined my Chamber of Commerce. They've been immensely helpful um, here for me as well. And even just not just on legal nurse consultants, but like I said, joining the Chamber of Commerce, I've met people from the business community that are that had no idea that nurses could do what we do. Yes, which is one of the reasons why I yeah. have the show. So yeah. that other nurses can hear about it, but other people yeah. as well. And I want to, uh, again, we mentioned two uh, very big coaches in the um, mm -hmm. legal nurse consulting space. And what I love about working with a coach is that, you know, sometimes it's things that you know that you mm -hmm. should be doing, but you've forgotten. And yes. sometimes it's things that you don't know what you don't know. Yes. And it's enlightening to get that information. And so I encourage you to our listeners to find a business coach that works for you, that that is someone that you resonate with in their style of teaching. Exactly. Not everyone um, teaches the same way. I've been in Pat's program and I've been in Lori's program and I can tell yes. you their styles are completely different. For sure. Yes. And that's OK. Yeah. And, but and, look, look at all the knowledge that they both possess and you gain and you meet other legal nurse consultants. And what I ended up get, get gathering from being a part of that is you have other legal nurse consultants that trust you enough to say, hey, can you help me with a case? And yes. I started getting, you know, my first cases from other legal nurse consultants that recommended you, that wanted you to subcontract and they recommend you to the other attorneys uh, from that standpoint. So, you know, I think that that's something to be said when you build your community, you're not just kind of building or the, the support that you garner from that, but you're also that, that solid reputation and the business acumen that you gain from all of that, it's, it's, it's priceless, so. Exactly. And, and and like I said, um, when you're entering a program, Lori's, Pat's, mine, find mm -hmm. what you need and get into the community and be active in the community. And that's uh, key um, is to be active in what you're doing. Um, and, you know, you can be the person that takes all the classes, but if you never actually put it into action, you're right. not going to get anywhere. And that's the most important thing. Be an action taker. For sure. And then also, too, I think we should point out that we all have different skill sets. Um, you know, some of us are, are good, great with cardiology. Some of us are great with, you know, uh, being a, an emergency room nurse. Mm -hmm. And we have, you know, our, our nurses that have like a great orthopedic and med surge background. We have nurses that we meet that you know, they could speak to what's happening neurologically from that standpoint. And, you know, that is their strong skill set. You know, if that is where you find that your niche is, then work on that and develop that, you know, develop the strength, but also while you're developing that strength, while you know that you have that strength, I found that I've been trying to work on my weaknesses as well to try to bring that up to par. So, and that, that, 
that is in itself is was challenging. It was just like, oh, I'm pretty, I'm weak at that, but I don't focus so much on my weaknesses anymore. And initially I did, I was kind of fixated on that. But if you do that, you're going to kind of bury yourself at the end of the day. You want to kind of always try to keep a positive mindset and to always make sure that, hey, if you had a bad day yesterday, that's not necessarily what's going to happen to you the next day. You have to just release what that doesn't serve you anymore. Release it and try to, you know, put one foot in front of the other and just keep it moving. I so agree. That mindset is key and mm-hmm. critical. And this morning I started the day and I was thinking, I got out of my car and I said, okay, it's a brand new day, new opportunities. That's what I told myself. I, yes. I do my affirmations. If you're on my other show, you'll hear that on the Nursing News You Can Use show. You'll yes. hear our daily affirmations. I always start off with three affirmations. And and I thought, okay, I'm going to make the, today the best day and go in there um, ready to rock and roll because it's you know it's an opportunity every day is an opportunity so if you had um if if someone wanted to talk to you more or get more information um how would they get in contact with you i am on linkedin um christine dorman and they can also contact me through my website vantage point legal nurse consulting and i believe the phone number is attached there as well 800 368-7410. That's 800-368-7410. Or they can email me at Christine Dorman at V for Vantage, P for Point, L for Legal, N for Nurse, C for Consulting.com. That's VPLNC.com. Yes. Okay. All right. Thank you. And so um, I do see that you have, if there's any attorneys who happen to pick up this website or uh, LNCs that need assistance, um, she's available for that as well. And um, I want to thank you for, for your time. And so if you had one piece of advice for our listeners, for a brand new entrepreneur, what would it be? Just do it. I'm going to steal Mikey's slogan. Please don't sue me for plagiarizing, but just do it. <laughs> just do it. There you have it. Just Get do out it. there. Get out there because, them. yeah, you don't want to. I you don't want to have regrets, and also you also know that you are a lot stronger and more so than you know. So you have, and for nurses in particular, that we have such a vast skill set that we bring to the table a lot of dynamic things that we could share, not just with our nursing community, but with community, the business community as well, the, you know, and go from there. So that is um, my recommendation is to just get out there, um, be vulnerable um, with, allow yourself to be vulnerable, I should say, because you never know what, you know, you can make lemonade out of lemons with, with uh, with your own self here. There you have it. I want to thank you for your time, Dr. Christine 
Norman uh, oh, thank for joining you. us today. And this is the Nurse Shark Academy. Don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Don't forget to hit that notification button so that you're notified when our new episodes come up. And also follow us on Podbean and uh, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts, you can download our podcast. I want to thank you again, Dr. Dorman, for your time. And thank you for tuning in to the Nurse Shark Academy show. I'm Tina thank Baxter. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Nurse Shark Academy show wherever you get your podcasts or watching us on YouTube. Don't forget to like and subscribe and don't forget to hit the notification bell so that you'll know when all of our episodes come out. If you want further information, you can contact us on the nurse shark academy.biz.